Welcome back to another episode of Other People's Lives. I'm Greg Dybeck. I'm Joe Sanagato. For those who are just listening, uh, our podcast is now available on YouTube to watch. So go check it out at youtube.com slash other people's lives. Yeah, and we've got today's guest on the line. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners and viewers what we'll be speaking about today? Uh, sure. Hi, you guys. I am currently living in quarantine in China because of the coronavirus. Wow. So, I mean, obviously that is happening literally right now. And uh, we're actually recording this episode a day before this is airing. So it's like we're immediately getting it out. But um, when you say you're quarantined, I'm kind of just interested in what exactly does that mean? Like, are you never allowed to leave your apartment? Sure. Uh, well, I should definitely clarify that because it's kind of like a soft quarantine. Mm -hmm. There's no locks on my door. There's nobody telling me you cannot leave. But it is strictly encouraged that you do not leave your apartment. There is no congregating in public spaces. And you have to wear masks every time you're out in public. So really the only place that we can go is either the little grocery store in our basement or our uh, friend's apartment who lives in the same complex. So our lives are kind of in a 12-second walking radius. Wow. You so would think that's convenient, but probably, <laughs> probably not in this case. It's convenient for the first week, but we're in we're over a month now and it definitely your word, world gets very small very fast. Yeah, well, I was just about to ask how long you've it's been that way, but a month I would I feel like I would go so stir crazy. <laughs> yeah, we also just got the announcement yesterday that it's probably going to be at least another month. Wow. So, so, yeah, I I just read that it's I think approximately 46 million people in China. Uh, in quarantine or kind of on this lockdown or soft quarantine, like you said, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot of people that are going through this right now where um, just even seeing images of some of these major cities, uh, just it looks apocalyptic almost. It's just really no one on the streets, no cars. Like you said, no one kind of gathering in spaces. Mm -hmm. um, it's eerie, especially when you consider China is the most populated country. So to... Like for you, who has been living there, um, does it does it feel that way? Is it just this kind of like eerie sense of nothingness? It definitely has those days. At the at the beginning, it it felt like that all of the time. Um, you know, to give you to give you an idea, for me to go down to the grocery store to just pick up some soda, I have to put on a mask. I then go down the elevator, which has been covered in plastic wrap, which is changed every day. And there's a little box of tissue glued to the side so I can press the buttons and a little waste bin in there so I can throw it away. And then I go out the front gate where they take my temperature with a uh, one of those little laser thermometers. Whoa. Then I go walk into the express 30 seconds around the corner. They take my temperature again to enter the express. I buy my soda. I head back out, go the 30 feet around the corner again. They take my temperature again before I can go back into my complex and they check my individual QR code to make sure I actually live there because only residents are allowed in the complex. And then back up the saran wrapped elevator where I then sanitize my hands with 75% alcohol disinfectant. So it's a process. Wow, <laughs> that sounds super convenient. Yeah. It's so convenient. And you can't really go out without being aware of things being different. My friend kind of compared it a bit to a sci-fi sitcom because we'll all be sitting around the on the couch playing board games and then it's time to say goodbye for tonight and everyone puts on their masks and pretends it's normal wow no that that really sounds like 
it's like the opening scene of a sci-fi movie or some like dystopian <laughs> world yeah of every place you enter you get your temperature checked and honestly wow. when she was like when, when you said like oh it's a soft quarantine it's like frowned upon to go outside i was like oh okay not that bad and you're like yeah no they're taking temperatures at every corner here <laughs> Yeah. But is this yeah. at every apartment complex or is it like every store they have people checking temperatures? Yeah, it's every apartment complex. I'm not sure about every store, honestly, because I only get to go to the one. Um, we're also in an area that's very heavy with expats, so foreigners. And so they're, the stores are extra careful for that reason because they know the foreigners are a little bit extra jumpy. Hmm. Um but I, I suspect it's everywhere. Again, I'm that I'm not sure about because I don't go outside. Do you feel cut off from the world? Surprisingly, no. Um, I'm very glad that this is all happening in the day and age that it is. Mm. I keep in touch with my friends around the world just as much as I ever do. I definitely feel that my world is very small because... Uh, I can't actually go out and do anything. I don't go to work. Oh yeah, I was going to ask about huge. work because yeah, it's it's essentially it's put your personal life on hold, really. It's like hitting the pause button. Yeah, everything is on pause and you have no idea how long that pause is going to last. So how does that which, work how does that work with your job? Like do you still does everyone still get paid? Yeah, well, I will say, and I'm, I'll say this up front, I'm immensely fortunate in this situation because our employers are still giving us our monthly salary. And so we're still quite comfortable. We're still able to live as well, if not slightly better in our apartment than we're used to, because you'd be amazed how much money you save when you never go outside. That's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good way to look, uh, look on the positive yes. side. Silver linings. Um, so yeah, we're immensely fortunate. We have a very nice apartment. We um, still get paid every month. And so as far as quarantine goes, we're comfortable. <laughs> so I would not want to be going through this in a different situation. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And so to be clear to everyone, so you're, you're American and you've been living in China. Um, yes. Are you, I'm assuming with quarantine, like you can't, come back to the US right now, even if you wanted to, right? Actually, I probably could. It would be more difficult than it usually is to get home, which is already 18 hours of airtime. Yeah. So it's certainly not an easy trip home, but I still could come home. There's an airport in our city that's still open. Um, there are still flights out. It's actually much harder to get in than okay. it is to get out. But um, I'm assuming you'd also be quarantined when you got to the US and there's probably a whole process you'd have to go through yeah there would be a lot of hoops there would be a lot of, hoops. A lot of whether or not i would be a lot yo, so many thermometers. <laughs> i am very sure of my temperature at every yeah. <laughs> also i've never used one of those but i always see pictures it's like a gun with a laser like do they just yeah. i've never it at your seen head. this before in my life it looks so strange it does feel a little weird because it looks like a gun and they point it at your forehead every day yeah so you can ask for them to do it on your wrist if you want. but <laughs> um, So I am curious because we're me and Joe were kind of joking before. Like It's almost like you're potentially living in the future in the sense that being here in the U.S., you know, me and Joe are in New York. There's actually, as of right now, two confirmed cases in New York, which was inevitable at some point. Mm -hmm. I'm sure more than two people, but two confirmed cases right now. 
Um, and a lot of, you know, the U.S. and I think other countries around the world um, are still sort of in this, you know, state of like potential hysteria. But at the same time, I'm still going on Instagram and seeing, you know, memes about the coronavirus or people posting a mm-hmm. photo that they, you know, have a mask. And it's like, it's obviously a serious pandemic, but there's still that, I think, level of uncertainty in certain places. But in the back of our minds, we're kind of all preparing for what if there was a quarantine here? What if we were locked down? What if public transportation shut down? And all those things that we're kind of wondering, you know, what it could be like is what you're living through, you know, right now being in China and and being at the source. Um, So it's, you know, it's an interesting perspective to hear, you know, that you're going through what hopefully we won't have to, but could potentially be going through ourselves at some point. Um, But my question is, you know, when this first started, when the outbreak, uh, when we first became aware of the outbreak, um, what was it like there for you, um, you know, knowing that you were in China and this is, you know, kind of where this started and it was, you know, no one, we were first hearing about coronavirus. Um, is Was there kind of fear around that? Were you, you know, unsure? Well, I'm sure you were unsure what it would be, but um, yeah, like what, what thoughts are going through your mind when it's, uh, you know, when you first become aware of this? The beginning was definitely the craziest. Um, it was at a very interesting time. And one of the reasons why this has become such a problem is because it started at the beginning of the holiday here, Chinese New Year. Mm. And for anyone that doesn't know, Chinese New Year is basically when everyone in China goes back to their hometown. So everybody in China is traveling and moving. And a lot of them are moving through actually the city that ended up being the epicenter is a big uh, point of travel. They have an airport that's a big transfer spot. So a lot of people were traveling through there. And I know for a city like mine, where I am, this city is only 30 years old and it already has a population of 13 million people. But since it's only, it's, it's crazy, I'll say that. But since it's only 30 years old, nobody is from here, which mm. means that when Chinese New Year comes, everybody leaves. And that already feels a little apocalyptic because you have a city of 13 million people reduced to basically what the city needs to function. Um, and so similarly, we had off of work. And so for the first week, we actually went to Tokyo, which our favorite place to go near here and ironically enough uh, while we were there um, I'm living here with my fiance I should say while we were there we got engaged and so we've had a lot of quality time since then oh that'll test if you really want to be with a person (laughs) well the engagement's still on a quarantined honeymoon nice (laughs) yeah exactly quarantine honeymoon so I will say we are definitely proving that we are good for each other right from the get-go (laughs) But when we were leaving for our trip, there was kind of these murmurs, mostly actually from our international family saying, um, you know, I've heard about this thing that's starting to happen, this weird virus. Are you okay? Is it something that you should be worried about? And initially when we left, we didn't think anything of it. We kind of assumed it would blow over. And just six days later, which is when we were heading back, we had already gotten to the point of, okay, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone was wearing masks by that point. It wasn't mandated the way it is now. At that point, it was just uh, recommended. There's uh, 
more there's more of an attitude towards doing that kind of thing in asia than you'll see in the states mm. and so we had to buy up masks while we were in tokyo because china was completely sold out wow. of masks disinfectant which was an extra problem when they made it mandatory because a lot of people just couldn't get masks because they were sold out everywhere by the time we got back that's when things started getting crazy um because we were told that our work would be postponed and people started wondering what this actually was. And at that point, people started panicking. That was probably the worst point of all of this was that very beginning point when everyone was panicking. And I will definitely say that I muted every group message I was in. Yeah. Because you get a very, you get a mix of people that are trying to stay as calm as possible and then you get the people that are scared, which is perfectly understandable. I'm not faulting them for a second. But uh, when people share that in a group forum, it does tend to magnify. Yeah, no, and I, I can see that now, obviously, like we're saying, kind of being a step behind in New York where, you know, it's there. I think there's people who are prepared for doomsday and people who are still <laughs> brushing it off and there's still not that real understanding of what it's going to be here. I mean, when I came here today, I like washed my hands immediately, definitely washing my hands more than I ever have. But, you know, mm -hmm. it's the thought of like, who was in this Uber before me? Like, this is scary. Mm -hmm. But then Joe's like pretty nonchalant. And he's like, it's not that bad. The death rate's not that bad. And like, I'm not saying that's a bad and I'm not <laughs> like hysterical over it. Yeah. But it's definitely oh, starting to seep into my mind more. Um, but I also understand like a more casual approach. as Well, well. Uh, for me, I think I, you know, you, obviously it's, it's a pandemic. You take it seriously, but at the same time, like it's, it, it's not like you get it, you die. Like people are right. kind of freaking out where it's mm -hmm. like, well, you just have to be aware, wash your hands before you eat. Don't try not to touch your face. And you know, I mean, I work from home, so there's, <laughs> there's that. Too. You're kind <laughs> like, of on quarantine. Yeah, every day. exactly. <laughs> I'm quarantined anyway. So yeah. it's like, you know, if we get quarantined, I just, you know, it's like getting locked up on. at the office yeah you know it's whatever <laughs> yeah but is um you know you being there present day now on lockdown now um i pulled some stats too just at the time of recording this it's about ninety three thousand cases confirmed um 80 about eighty thousand of those in china um a little over like 3100 deaths um and i think nearly like three thousand of the deaths in china um are you worried at all is there a sense of even like hypochondria that kind of kicks in like where's your head at in terms of am i going to catch this virus um absolutely the hypochondria is when it's a problem um i'm not a hypochondriac but things like this tend to make you one oh, yeah. um yeah the i will say the first two weeks of being back was really when you fell into that because the scary thing about this particular virus is that it has an incubation period of, ma of between 10 days and two weeks. So if you are infected, you probably won't know it for about 10 days to two weeks. Yeah. And so traveling back, especially with airports, I'm sure everyone's gotten sick from an airport. So you know that that's kind of a hub for nasty viruses and germs. And so Within that two-week mark of traveling back, there was definitely those strong moments of hypochondria. And then you kind of let your brain take back over and you remind yourself that, you know, it sound the numbers sound very scary with how many people have been infected. But like I said, my city is 13 million people. 
And so even if you look at all of the people that have been infected in all of China, that's still a small percentage. And then the percentage of that that has actually been fatal is even smaller and quite dramatically smaller. So statistically speaking, your odds are almost worse with the common flu than they are with this. Right. And that's I think that's that's, yeah, a fair point. And what a lot of us are kind of latching on to still because I know even yeah. for other like pandemics and we were talking before about things like SARS and swine flu that had much much higher death rates it's just this is mm-hmm. a virus that's obviously more infectious yeah and you remember that 98% of the time right <laughs> the, the other percentage of the time your hypochondria takes over and those are the really scary moments and there was a lot more of that at the beginning at the first two weeks and that's kind of why i know i did and quite a few other people i know here we just shut down from the news from social media especially because if you're going to panic that tends to be where people go to panic yeah and panic amplifies itself. So once we had really kind of shut ourselves off from all of that and we were getting everything we all the information we needed to know to keep safe was being provided to us by our work and so we weren't we weren't living in ignorance but we were selectively deciding how much information got in which is very important to your mental health in a situation like this. Did you and did you mm-hmm. did you take any like re- like in the beginning when you're like oh my god and like it's starting to set in and you're you know a little freaked out um was there any like weird things that you were doing you were like well we got to put our shoes in a bag because we don't want to track it throughout <laughs> the house like was there anything like that cuz i was just thinking in my head like if i came home and they're like oh we're going to quarantine i'd be like dude i'm throwing out all the clothes i'm wearing right now that's one <laughs> like i would do crazy stuff like that yeah, actually, I think that one of the crazier things that a lot of people did was we started stockpiling water and food, Yeah. which from the beginning, it's funny because I, I like to think I'm a rational person and I knew that that wasn't necessary. There was no reason to be doing that. And yet I had three jugs of water in my kitchen. Um, and so you saw a lot of people doing that. And so the stores were quite bare, which didn't help with the apocalyptic sense. <laughs> But uh, eventually the city government basically told everyone, stop, it's fine, we have plenty of food, nothing has changed. And then that subsided. I know I still, whenever we order food, because that's one of the other things, we can still um, we can still order pretty much everything mm. we need. I order all of our groceries. It's a little different because it doesn't come to our door like we used to. We have to go downstairs, which I've told you what that process is like. Yeah. Um, and then I do, I suppose my weird habit is that I'll go down, I'll get my food, I'll come back upstairs, I'll sanitize my hands, then I'll unpack my food and then I'll re-sanitize my hands once I've finished touching all the packing material, which is completely unnecessary, but I do it anyway. Listen, when I cook chicken, I wash my hands maybe six times and that's not a joke. (laughs) Like literally every time before this, I worry less about chicken now than I used to because relatively speaking, it just doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, I mean, I get. I mean, I'm just one of those people. I'm like, oh wait, did this? I can't use this spatula because it touched the raw chicken. Like, I'm just like, yeah. It's you know. funny. I just, mm-hmm. um, I just traveled to Canada last week, and the day that I came back, my wife texted me literally a list of like, first you're gonna take your shoes off here, 
then you're going to take the Clorox, Clorox wipes that I left on the counter and you're going to wipe your suitcase. Really? And then you're going to put these clothes in a bag and put it in the laundry. And like, it's it makes sense though. And also, you know, one thing, one thing that, I don't know if it's happening as much there, but, um, you know, traveling, I've traveled twice, like air travel since um, this has really began to spread. And it's like, it's, it's crazy the kind of mental games that you start to play with yourself. Like you were talking about just the, the hypochondria aspect, but then being around other people. And now I think we're kind of in this state where it's like, okay, that person next to me just coughed. They've sneezed twice. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Now I'm mad at this person. Um, <laughs> and I think there's a lot of, um, you know, even if it's not like racism in that sense, just like a prejudice mm -hmm. now of, um, you know, traveling and seeing an Asian person. And I was coming back from Canada. I was on the customs line. There's a guy in front of me um, that was Asian. He sneezed. I was right behind him. So I had to like walk into that area eventually okay. because the line moves forward. Um, and I'm telling myself like, stop thinking like this. Like you don't want to think like this. <laughs> this is stupid. Um, mm -hmm. But it's annoying. You're not happy with yourself right. that you think that. But then this guy got up to like the customs agent and then other custom agents like crowded around and they took him away. Really? So yeah. now for like the next five days in my head, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, the incubation period could be like 10 to 15 days. Like, do I have this right now? Wait, how long ago yeah. was that? Was uh, that 10 to 15 days ago? Because uh, <laughs> no, it was like five. <laughs> Coming to my quarantine. You heard it here first. Uh, oh, God. No, but it's point being and i'm not proud of like thinking that way and it's not like a prolonged thought but it's like it does make you kind of hyper aware of the people around of you course. and it's not um like a fun mental state to be i think that like hyper aware all the time and starting to like no, judge and assume about the people around you um but it's just kind of a strange i guess reality that comes with something like this it is. Um, I know when we were flying back from Tokyo, and that was before we really knew what we were getting into, um, the person in the row in front of us was coughing. And it was terrifying. I mean, your brain knows that this is an elderly man who, for all I know, has smoked all his life and coughs right. all the time. Yeah. But your brain doesn't quite recognize that at the beginning and so it was properly terrifying and the first two weeks you have several moments of returning to what about that guy who was coughing mm -hmm. yeah oh i think about this and... guy every night when my head hits the pillow mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. guy doesn't know and, i'm thinking about uh... him but i am on day 19 you're gonna let out a big gap like a breath you're like oh okay good. yeah right <laughs> Past. You really do, though. You count how long you count what two weeks ago was. I mean, we don't do that anymore because we've been in here for over a month. Yeah. So that's probably one of the reasons why our mental state is a little better is we have been in this apartment for over a month. I don't there's there is no way that we could have it <laughs> um, or at least no realistic way. I try to think in terms of, all right, what is the worst realistic case scenario? Mm. But within those first uh, within those first two weeks, you're constantly returning to what was I doing two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Was there a chance that I had it, that I got it two weeks ago? So your life is really on a two week cycle at the beginning, which is not the best. So um, you had mentioned earlier that you're in a fortunate position where you're 
job is still paying you. Are, is there cases that you know of where people aren't being paid and are still quarantined and just aren't making money? Um, well, I'll say that foreign, the situation for foreigners is very different than it is for Chinese nationals. And I, so I'm not aware of any foreigners in that situation, but I can say with a great deal of certainty that there are Chinese nationals in that situation. And I have no idea what the numbers are. I can just say from what I've seen over the past few months and just a few people, a few people I know um, who have told me people they know. So it's all word of mouth. I'm not an authority on this by any means, but I can say with a reasonable degree of certainty from what I've seen that there are Chinese nationals that are probably in the position of either I don't get I, I go to work and I risk it or I don't get paid. Yeah. It's a scary situation so, to be in. Yeah, you know, it's scary for we we find this scary, but I do try to remind myself that as far as as far as this goes, we're about as fortunate as we can be. Yeah, and no, I mean, it, it's it's good that you're kind of trying to keep that kind of clear headspace and I guess find the silver linings because for me, half of the hysteria is if there was a lockdown or quarantine like this, I don't know how I would handle not leaving my apartment. Like I can't sit mm -hmm. still as it is. So like it's, you know, it sounds funny because obviously it's better than getting sick, but um, that it just, it can't be easy. I think just staying in the same place for that long. And I think not knowing kind of like the expiration date of this lifestyle that you're now accustomed to has to be frustrating as well. Yeah. The not knowing is the not knowing is hard. Um, I will say, you know, I said I've been here for over a month and a half, but the it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that because all of the days are pretty much the same, so they all kind of meld into each other. It just feels like one period of time. And while this is usually something that we complain about a little bit, living in the age of infinite distractions in the way of things to watch and games to play does really help. I've gotten through a True. lot of movies. Yeah. No. Yeah. That. <laughs> I don't know how else you would really pass the time. Yeah. Um, um, is I mean, being in the in the thick of it, do you um, have you been fed any information about any like hopes of when this would die down, or if it has died down, is it slowed down? Is there any of that talk? A little bit. Um, as of I think two or three days ago, like I said, I make a habit of not keeping up to date as much as possible. It doesn't help. Um, as of two or three days ago, my city hadn't had a new case in a week, which for a city of 15 million, or sorry, 13 million people is quite a sign of hope. But I am very glad that our city is being smart in that one of the initial worries with all of the precautions that they're taking nationwide to keep this from spreading was that if, as soon as they saw a decline, they would lift those precautions. Mm. And with a two-week incubation period, that's a great way to get a secondary spike. And so our city has actually been cracking down on the precautions since they've been seeing the improvements. It's much harder to get into the city now than it was because if there's nothing here, they don't want to let it in. Right. Um, so it's really, it's really just a state of not knowing, you know, at the beginning, our employer was kind of extending by two weeks at a time, two weeks at a time, two weeks at a time for when we would come back. But actually just yesterday we got the email and said, you know what? We just don't know. Yeah. You know, we'll let you know when we do, but we just don't know. It's not up to us. It's up to the city. And to your point about um, 
you know, like the city kind of taking the right precautions, not lifting the quarantine and things like that. Uh, it's obviously a lot of trust that you're putting in the government and like officials mm -hmm. and, and people. Uh, obviously, one thing, especially being in the States, there's so many theories now. Um, call You can call them conspiracy theories, but I don't know if you have any perspective having been in China for some time. Um, do you give any merit to a theory like, for example, that maybe the government is not being honest about cases and there's a lot more cases than the number that's being you know projected of confirmed cases? I'll put it this way. I... I read international. I read international news and internet international research. Research. There's a lot of um, resources available from universities in other parts of the world who have done their own estimates of what cases look like and what projected cases will look like. And last I checked, those were different from what was being reported. I know China has tried to be conservative mm -hmm. in what they're reporting because they don't want to fuel the paranoia and conservative to the point of sometimes being concerning. Right. <laughs> um, I, it's really, it, it's, it's hard to say. It's, it's really hard to say if I'm honest. Yeah, no, totally. And then I know like then where it gets, probably a little more absurd or controversial is things like intentionally spreading a virus to like quell protests yeah, or... okay okay and then like <laughs> the doctor who you know is that a whistleblower that the government didn't want to survive and it's you know it's just theories like that circulating mm -hmm. obviously none of us have real answers to that um but it's interesting part of the conversation no, I mean, I would, I, I could easily believe that the numbers are being undercooked. That, that yeah. I could easily believe. Um, but the more outlandish conspiracy theories about this being intentional, I saw one the other day where I think it was alluding that this was caused by nanobots. What's a nanobot? Uh, what, the hell? what is this, Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, you see people coming up with some pretty entertaining stuff. Honestly, I find it funny at this point. Um, those things I do not put in any, I do not put in any merit in. The only things I put merit in is maybe that the numbers are being uh, underestimated. Yeah. So for that reason, I usually look at under international research. But I will say one thing that has been encouraging is that as soon as this got concerning, uh, there was samples of it sent out from China to international labs so it could be researched around the world, which... Right is a huge step towards actually understanding what's happening and being able to get reliable news from international sources. So that I do appreciate quite a bit. It is also a good time to be a scientist right now. You got to admit. <laughs> and like, yeah. do scientists, is it like firefighters who like don't want to admit that they want a fire? But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? To like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> think they're like, oh yeah, new thing we got to figure out. Yeah, like now, I mean, now it's like the most important job in the world, literally, right now. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I know I work in environmental science, and which is in some ways similar. But I dream of the day that I'm put out of a job for not being needed. So right, right. <laughs> I doubt it's. I doubt they're looking for it. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Wow. Well, is there anything that you want to um, leave listeners and viewers with that we haven't covered? Um, 
anything any words of wisdom people in any country in the world right now that might be listening um actually the one thing i'll say is that if you do know someone that's especially in china and probably in this situation uh definitely reach out to them and see how they're doing but when you do ask them if they want to talk about the virus before you start going off about all the latest statistics yeah is uh you would be amazed how many well well-meaning and i appreciate it very much but you'd be amazed by how many well-meaning family and friends will send you messages saying i read this new horrible headline that says everyone <laughs> is gonna die are you okay like that's i'm fine but not the like, not what i wanted to yeah, hear and not gonna sleep tonight but, in the uh... <laughs> yeah not how i want to start my day or end my day yeah um i'm sure you so... never thought to like you're you're like existence for the time being especially for like your loved ones and friends back home like would be defined by this virus you know yeah like you can't separate yourself from this now you know we're no. like <laughs> she's she's live on the scene and everyone's <laughs> hitting her up like so what's going on out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's the thing you know you you cannot talk to anyone here home family friends without this coming up at least once so it is pretty much pervasive in every element of your life so if you know someone in this situation give them a break from it you know send them a message and just talk about the weather that's great advice yeah that's yeah. that's true and i hope just you something in that other makes words it feel like normal life in other words don't have them go on a podcast and talk about it in depth okay <laughs> no actually this has been quite good like i said any connection to the outside world is right, very right. helpful so other you know what before we wrap up, other than the coronavirus, um, how are you? How are, you know, how are things? Oh, thank you. You know, honestly, things aren't as bad as you'd think. Any good um, movies lately? Any? <laughs> yeah, what are you watching? Yes, I've watched a lot of good movies l lately. Um, what did I watch the other day? Parasite, uh, you know. Lots of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, am I allowed to talk about specific movies? I watched a couple of good ones recently. Yeah, go crazy. Yeah, no, I. this is uh, your, this is your minute of like, just find some solace in the fact that we're not talking about coronavirus right now. <laughs> we're, we're taking your advice. Well, thank you. No, uh, yesterday I watched Last Day on the Tour, which is about the author David Foster Wallace. That was really good. Um, watched a 1980s movie called Maurice. It's an adaptation of a novel. Um, both very good, not exactly the most uplifting thing in the world. Minorly depressing, but very good movies. Um, and the kind of thing you probably wouldn't sit down for on a normal Friday. On a normal Friday, I want to break from the week of work. I'm tired. Right. These are more of the uh, getting into a getting into a movie. I'm investing some energy in this kind of thing, which I have more than enough of. Yeah. I also want to say, I mean, what other podcast can you tune into to get movie suggestions from someone in quarantine in China yeah. because of the coronavirus? Exactly. Right? <laughs> this is like premium content. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i will say i'm very glad to live in the age of endless netflix series oh yeah oh my god there is yeah. no shortage and you know i had right before this i went home for christmas and i thought should i buy the nintendo switch i don't know it's a lot of money i am so glad i bought I it all yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have beaten every game five times <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm really good at the games that I have. And unfortunately, <laughs> I can always download new ones. And at first I thought, well, that game I really want is still on pre-sale. By the time it comes out, I'm going to be back to work. I'm not going to have time to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm still going to be here. So <laughs> I have a 
lots of time to play it. Wow. Oh, man. Well, well, we appreciate you coming on and uh, and and talking to us. Um, no, thanks for thanks for having me. It's like I said, it's nice to just talk with people in the outside world. Yeah. Hey, if if we could help, then that that's great. But yeah, no, seriously, um, really, really inter- interesting perspective. Um, and obviously, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, we hope that you stay sane in this position. Yeah, I think <laughs> most importantly, danger. that's definitely the biggest danger. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, of course, you know, stay safe out there. And thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have of a course. good one. You too. All right. So our first sponsor for today is BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Um, is basically online counseling. Uh, they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, so it's a very quick turnaround. Uh, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling done securely online. Um, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or anything like that. You can schedule them you know, exactly when you're talking to your counselor um, and they're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed because that's another big thing with therapy. Sometimes you don't always find the, the best counselor on the first try, so it's free and easy to change counselors. Um, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. And all you need to do to get started is visit betterhelp.com OPL. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 700,000 people that are taking charge of their mental help, uh, mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Um, this is something that a lot of our listeners have reached out, um, kind of thanking us for because they've used this and they found it, you know, extremely helpful um, to find counseling. Uh, and it's, you know, so, so, so easy. And the special offer for Other People's Lives listeners is 10% off the first month, and that's at betterhelp.com slash OPL. Our next sponsor is Honey. Yeah, and we are big fans of Honey. Honestly, Honey is one of those things right now, like if you are not using this free online shopping tool, why are you even shopping? What are you doing? Because you are basically throwing money away. And uh, if you don't know, Honey is a online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. Um, so amazing to save with Honey. Uh, you literally just shop the same way that you would, you know, whatever store you go to, Macy's, Target, Sephora, Best Buy. Uh, they're adding more stores every day. Um, you just check out like you normally would, and Honey is going to give you the offer and a promo code right there so that you're saving money uh, on your purchases. I do this a lot. Um, I've saved money on sneakers. I've saved money on boxing equipment. Recently, I had to buy baby gifts uh, for someone who is having a baby that's close to me, and once I tallied everything up in the cart, Honey popped up. It gave me the promo. I saved 20%. It ended up being like forty-seven bucks or something. Yeah, forty-seven bucks that I would have had to spend. That honey basically just gives you for free, uh, and it's found over eighteen million members, um, over two billion dollars in savings. Uh, and there's a reason why it has a hundred thousand plus five-star reviews on the Google Chrome Store. And that's not even the best part. The best part is that it's free. Okay, so you can install it very easily, just in a few seconds. 
um, and anyone can get it for free at get honey uh, joinhoney.com slash OPL okay so go to joinhoney.com slash OPL and get honey start saving some money and just shop the way you would but you're getting some deals for free okay simple again that's joinhoney.com slash OPL Well, uh, jeez, that's my nightmare. If you get quarantined, quarantine is my yeah. Nightmare. I I honestly, I I feel so bad for Brittany if that actually happens. Brittany, my yeah. wife. Yep. If what happens, she's oh, got she's got to deal with you. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I'll lose my mind. I'll be here a lot. I'll sneak out. Oh, you're not coming here because I'm not dealing with you. And you're like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Brittany would be like, yo, get the fuck out, dude. Or Brittany would just be like, I don't care if I get the coronavirus, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out tonight. I'm going onto the roof. <laughs> I'm going to go just hang out outside. Um, it's a scary thought, though. It's. Um, I think it will happen, though. Like a lockdown like that? Maybe. I think in, like, in very populated areas. Like, I don't think a quarantine will happen out here. But, like, maybe in Manhattan, they'll still, like, have a lot of work from home days. Maybe not a quarantine. They're not going to word it as that because it seems very, like, panicky. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll be like, you know what, just work from home. Yeah, I could see, like, public transportation maybe not running as frequently so that they consist consistently kind of, like, clean and do that. Um, work from home for sure. It, it could get See, weird. Like, I'd it's be very worried possible. about taking the subway. I haven't since since I got back to New York. Um, yeah, I've literally been I've been walking the Brooklyn Bridge to work. Like that's it's this thing. It's ingrained in my head. I'm not like like I said. I'm not hysterical. And it's not but, the it's not the warmest weather in New York. And Greg's walking and walking the Brooklyn Bridge. How long does it take you to get to work? Thirty minutes. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. It's, That's a decent walk, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's nice. What if it's raining? Umbrella. It hasn't baby. yet, but yeah. Umbrella, raincoat. Damn. Um. It's just. It's interesting to you know talk about this in real time, um, especially with someone who is experiencing kind of a much more severe element of it, and kind of in that like lockdown environment. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, we really haven't live through something like this like we've had also instances like growing up like like we were talking like swine flu bird flu like things that at that age maybe there was a little panic but like now understanding or the blackouts were kind of like not that not that like it's the same because like whatever like people weren't dying from the blackout actually some people were but like the blackouts were kind of like oh shit yeah everything has stopped and it's kind of like a ghost town yeah but i'm talking about like the fear of this invisible yeah. force that realistically, um, you know, like as the numbers are showing, like it, yes, the death rate is lower, but it is highly infectious. It is globally spreading. Like we are, there's real panic to that, that we're living through. To that point, right? I realize the number is 90,000 or whatever you said it was. Yeah. Confirmed. Right. 90,000 confirmed. There's... 13 million people in her city yes that's a that's a lot now that's just one city there's tons in china yeah right 
tons of people in the world. Is 90,000 even a lot? No, but you're forgetting about time. Like this, it's it's also spreading fairly rapidly. Like it hasn't been that long. And like the, the thing to compare it to is the Spanish flu, like 1918, where there was kind of that first wave then in the summer in the warmer months it you know there's a downward trend mm-hmm. then that next winter is when a lot of the deaths occurred yes it was 1918 technology medical technology i get it 50 million people died and that was yeah. a strain of the flu like just knowing that it's a possibility that we could live through a pandemic like that where a like significant percent of the world population could die and that we could all potentially know someone or be an acquaintance to someone who like one degree of separation dies is you know that 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 fear is in there like that and and that possibility is very real just from the numbers right now like we we do not know how this is going to end and that's uh no it's a crazy thing to live through and something that we haven't really had to wrestle with mentally you know in our lives and look we've lived through a lot of stuff um but this this is a new one yeah absolutely i mean you know i'm not i'm not trying to downplay the whole thing i just like as far as the hysteria like everyone just needs to you know whatever and not be and not relax to the point because there are people and i'm not one of these people that are like it's whatever whatever i'll shake this guy's hand and stick my whole hand in my mouth like it's not a big deal like i'm i'm not that guy but what i am saying is all you have to do is what, you know, you're supposed to do as far as hygiene. Don't touch your face. We don't hope. put your fingers in your mouth, and don't wa- and and remember to wash your hands as often as possible. Maybe even do it more than you're than you usually do. Right, which I've definitely been doing. But that's also easy to say. But then you don't know, you know, some coughs in your face walking down the street. Well, how many times has that happened in your life? Right. Well, not that off. Five days ago in the airport, but he didn't cough into uh, your throat. It was, it was close. Um, anyway, he coughed the other way. I thought I'm not. Wait, uh, he coughed in your direction. He he just coughed, and I had to walk through it. I also didn't want to seem like I'm clearly not. You know, like I couldn't keep a big distance because I'm but not going to like be that guy. But it's not like someone coughs and it just sits in the air where they cough. In my mind, like I could see the particles like floating there. I think a cough kind of dissipates eventually. The wind I, gets I hope. it. I feel, I feel okay now. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying is like it. it is, it's about managing the emotions and the panic. The scary thing is like panic is contagious also like panic's like a virus in itself in that yes i don't want to like stock up on water and like beans in my apartment and stuff but when so many people are starting to and now supplies are running low it like makes you wonder okay like should i be doing this by default because so many other people are um and it's yeah it's just hard to like mitigate that and like understand like yes i want to be cautious i don't want to freak out too much um it it's just like a mental battle with yourself and a waiting game to see you know how much this thing really spreads and and if like a true outbreak is going to happen you know where we live which is very possible yeah and i i think that there's a ton of people in new york with coronavirus to be honest with you i mean it's just way too many people it's too diverse it was inevitable yeah that 
cases would happen like, come anyway. On. Yeah. So like I, I I think it's like it's happening. Um I don't really know how pandemics like you know, eventually kind of lose their steam or anything. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things that will get worse before it gets better for sure. I think it's gonna have its run and then things are gonna need to be put in place like this soft quarantine that her city has. Because that's the only way you're going to slow something down like that. Right. You know, it's like you got to make, you got to, there's got to be certain measures that you take, you know, and, and, and maybe it does, you know, not that I don't think the, the news is making like a gigantic deal where it's like go crazy or anything, but making people more aware of like, hey, wash your hands. It's also the catchiest headline. So naturally the news is going to be saturated. Yeah. Which, yeah, you're right. It can help kind of spark that hysteria you know what if you want to be hysterical about it fine because that'll help too i guess in a way just don't like don't stampede anybody don't like (laughs) you know what i mean this is a very like to be continued episode and it's also the most like stake we've ever had in a topic because we're all living through this every single person listening and watching this right now we're all in the same position no matter where you are and it's it's that looming uncertainty um of like what's gonna happen in my city yeah yeah uh but you know for her just really interesting to hear you know where it's gotten to the most extreme in terms of lockdown and quarantine and um you know what what she's living through and um yeah it's like you know what was last episode a pee fetish we're not all it's not guaranteed that we're all gonna go get peed on after this but you know after this episode who knows some of us might might be quarantined soon. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Also, some of us might get peed on. So yeah, update for everyone who's wondering. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, I was gonna. I thought I was. I think we're about to drop a bomb. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. If you don't know, go listen to the last episode. I like to get peed on. Um, I don't like to get peed on. That was the title of the episode. Um, or do I? I don't know. <laughs> um, just real quick before you know we get out of here. I don't think you can get coronavirus from pee. Oh, so yeah. if you, you look do, so serious, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, no, but we appreciate her coming on and, and talking to us about that because you know, it's a really cool perspective, but there you go to be continued in a way. Um, but if you guys out there have um, a story or anything that you think would fit for the show, definitely don't hesitate to reach out, go to OPLshow.com slash contact, fill out the form, send us an email and uh yeah we'll set something up yeah and uh we've got bonus episodes bi-weekly on patreon a uh, bunch of other stuff there too it's patreon.com slash opl show uh, we've got a new one up this week and if you do become a patreon member you'll have access to a bunch of old episodes we've done follow-ups with guests us answering uh listeners questions things like that so definitely check that out it helps support the show leave a rating and a review on itunes uh check us out on instagram at opl podcast and most of all um stay safe out there guys wash your hands just wash your hands wash your hands watch your wash your butts as well okay wash wash everything see you guys next time 